value of human life. Now, I, I felt it is more appropriate to talk about that nowadays because we know, we, as we know, the value of human life is kind of deteriorating. Human is not valid, valued at all. So we are living in a world where human is already lost their value. The value of life is already lost. Now, there are various reasons why you know, we say the value of human is lost. One reason, simple reason most of us know, all of us know, is just to think about the abortion statistics. You know, as you know, there are online statistics available uh, for all this. They may not be very accurate, but then they, overall, they, they represent uh, you know, the, 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 what the actual thing, what is going on. So as we know, there is a population clock. Anytime you know, you know how many births and how many deaths. Uh, so in the same way, there is an abortion clock too. So that says, as I was looking at the abortion clock, it says abortions worldwide this year is already 19,280,080. million. So we are just half a month now. So the abortion is already in the world, 19,280,000. So according to World Health Organization, they say every year it's estimated that there are around 40 to 50 million abortions in an year. 40 to 50 million abortions. We don't know what stage the babies were, but whatever is considered as abortion is what is you know, represented by this figure. So that corresponds to almost 125,000 abortions per day. 125,000 abortions per day. In a minute, there are 86 abortions happening across the world in a minute. That means more than one abortion in every second. More than one abortion in every second. This evening we are talking about the value of human life. The immediate question that comes in our minds is, where is the value? Who's valuing human life when you say 19, 19 million abortions already happened this year? What are we talking about? Human is not valued at all. So where is the value that we are talking about? You know, we need to get back to the Word of God to understand. You know, when we are in a, in, in a conflict, when we are in a crisis such as this, now, I believe the Word of God gives an answer to us. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 1. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 1. Verses 26 to 28. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the flesh, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And 27, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him, male and female. He created them. Then God said, then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it 
have dominion over the fish of the sea, of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. We're talking about the value of human life. So when God created human, scripture says God created man in his own image. You know, in the creation, God proved how valuable we are. The way, by the way, he created human beings. So he created, I believe, the triune Godhead joined together, the Father God and the Son and the Holy Spirit. They joined together and they discussed the, among themselves. You know, that's what Moses is recording here. He says, you know, God's saying, God said, let us make man in our image. That means every baby that is born in this world is made in the image of God. Every human that are living on the, on the face of the earth is made in the image of God. You know, at times, you know, when we think about these things, there are a lot of questions comes in our mind. You know, I was struggling with the such questions as I was getting ready to talk to you. We have a lot of questions in us. When God created us in, our, in, in, his, in, the, in, in his own image, how the human life is getting destroyed on this earth? We talked about one aspect of the destruction that is, that is happening upon the, in the mankind. That we talked about abortion. What about accidents? What about suicides? What about various things? Sicknesses and death and the you know, power of evil and so many things happening. So many atrocities happening across the world. So what is the answer for all these questions? So Genesis says God has created us in his own image. And scripture also tells us that human life is sacred in front of God, in the eyes of God. It's, it's perfect in the eyes of God. Let's turn to Psalm 139. Psalm 139, we are going to read from 13 to 16. Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16. Here David says, for your, you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance. Being yet unformed, and in your book, they all, well, they all were written. The days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. You know, scripture says, David says, you know, I appear to be very sacred, very precious in front of God. The reason is, even before God formed me in the womb of my mother, his eyes saw my substance, even before they were formed. No, David says, I am very precious in the sight of God. And Genesis says, God had created us in his own image. And as we know, human life is the crown of all God's creation. Because God created human being and God gave dominion, gave them responsibility to rule over all the other creation. So there is no doubt that we are so precious in the sight of God. 
The question that, you know, that comes in our minds, what is the answer for such things happening in this world? What is the answer for so many abortions happening, so many unborns are getting killed? So how do we explain what is the answer that we can give when, you, when we say that God has, had created you and me in the form of his image? There are various answers to this question. These questions are, are very well asked to you know, many theologians and you know, many people. And there are many answers to this question. So one answer I was thinking about is, you know, we look at those things happening all around the world. We look at the unborns being killed. We look at, you know, all the, you know, accidents happening. We, we look at all the, you know, various atrocities that are caused to mankind today. And we see people dying every day. And the question that we have is why that is happening to them. The question that I would like to ask is why that is not happening to me? Why that is not happening to me today? You know, when we have questions why such things are happening across the world, the question that I would like to ask is why that is not happening to me? What makes me so different from the rest? That doesn't mean that you know, they are all kept to die and we are kept to live, no. That doesn't mean that you know, we are much better than them, no. But still, there is some reason we are alive today. There is some reason we are able to do what we want to do. There is some reason we don't have the sickness that somebody wants, someone else is going through. What makes me so special? Bible gives an answer to those things. What today makes me, you and me, so special? So we talked about God creating us in his own image. We talked about David realizing that God seeing our substance even before we were formed. That means from that day onwards, he knows what we are going through. And we know that God doesn't make mistakes. Any of you come across any mistake that God made? In your life? Certain things appear to be mistake, right? At times, you know, when we go through difficulties, it appears to be mistake. You know, sometimes we say that, no, 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 I should not have come to this nation. It's a great mistake that I made. I should not have married this lady. I know that's a, not, no, I'm not talking about joy. You know, she's precious. So uh, I should not have married her. So, you know, that's a great mistake that I made. He should not have been born as my son. That's a mistake. You know, there are so many things that we consider as mistakes, but God doesn't make mistake. Bible says so. Let's read Exodus chapter 4. Let's go to that scripture. You will really wonder to see what God gives in us an answer. Exodus chapter 4, verses 10 through 12. Exodus 4, verse 10. Then Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. You know, you know the context. God is asking Moses to go to Pharaoh and speak to him on behalf of the children of Israel so that he may release his children to, to the wilderness to worship. And Moses was not willing. He says, you know, I was like this. 
and I am I was I am like this. Even after you spoke to me, Lord, I am still in the same way. And the Lord said to him, you know, that's where we see an answer. Verse 11. Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Who makes the blind? It's not their mistake. That's the reason they asked. They brought a blind man to Jesus and said, is it his mistake? No. Is it his parents' mistake? No. And God says, I make the blind. I make the mute. I make the lame. If you are going through sufferings, if you are going through sickness, that's not leaving from you. It's not that God is not aware of it. It's not that God is silent. It's not that God is not doing anything. If you keep facing failures in your life, it's not that God is not aware of it. And I believe in you know, Moses would have just awestruck by this answer from God. You know, he was thinking that he could get an excuse from God, but God's saying that I made you like this. You know, how many of us go and stand in front of the mirror and curse ourselves? We don't, don't, we don't like ourselves. We don't like the way we appear, the way we look. Lord, why am I so short? Why am I so tall? Why am I so fat? Though we have so many questions. We don't like the way God has made us. But God says, I made you. Just as you are. And verse 12, he says, no, Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth, and teach you what you shall say. You know, there is a purpose of God in every one of our lives. And the purpose of God can be accomplished just as we are. Just as we are. You would have seen in you know, many people in the YouTube, those who are blind, those who do not have leg to walk, the way God is using them. God is, has a purpose in every one of our lives. So there is a reason that we are alive today. So there is a reason we are considered more precious today. Because God doesn't make mistakes. And God alone can establish purpose in your life and my life. That's what scripture says. Jeremiah chapter 29, 11. The well-known scripture. Jeremiah 29, 11. Word of God says, For I know the plans I have for you. Only God has the plan concerning our lives. Nobody else can. We cannot make our own plan. Only God has a plan. You know, all that we are talking about is applicable on those who believe in God. The moment you don't believe in God, you know, all this doesn't really make any sense. But for those who believe in God, God has a plan. God has a purpose. And he says, I know the plans I have for you. I have a plan concerning your life. The reason why we are existing today, I have a plan. I have a plan. A plan to prosper, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. You know, when we have quest that question in our mind, like, Lord, why such things are happening? The easiest answer that we can know, Lord, why those things are not happening to me? Why those things are not happening to me? And God speaks to us at that moment saying, I have a plan for you. I have a plan for you. You know what? God alone can determine the number of days that we are going to live on this earth. Only God can do that. Because Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 2, 
If we can read with me. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 to 2. Scripture says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. Verse 3, a time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. And the verse scripture goes on and on. There is a time for everything in our lives. And who determines that time? God. God alone can determine the time. When, when such a natural disaster is happening, our question again may be, there are, there, are, there are thousands of people, they lost their lives. And out of those thousands, there are hundred people. They believe in God. Why they died? Along with those thousand, God could have saved them. The answer is, for everything under heaven, there is a time. There is a time in the life of a child of God. In the life of a child of God, God appoints a time. And when that moment comes in our lives, no one can stop that. Nobody can stop it. So only God alone can determine the days of man when we put our trust in God. Psalm 31 verse 15 says, David says, My times are in your hand, Lord. My times are in your hand. Psalm 31 15. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies and from those who persecute me. Lord, my, hand, my time is in your hand. An ungodly man cannot say that who, the one who doesn't have trust in God, he cannot say that. But one who believes in God, he can say that my time is in your hand. Without your knowledge, nothing can happen to me. You know, that is an assurance in which we can rest. That is an assurance in which you and I can rest. When the whole world is perishing, a child of God has an assurance in God. Without the knowledge of my God, nothing can happen to me. Things will happen to me in the day, the time that God has appointed in my life. Being said that, you know, God did not leave that to open to destroy everything under the heaven. No. Anyone who is cutting short of a life is really intruding the plan of God. Anyone who is cutting short of the life of a human, we are talking about the value of human. Anyone who is cutting short of the life of human is really interfering or intruding in the plan of God because sixth commandment very clearly says do not murder do not kill anybody that's what is sixth commandment now when someone intentionally takes life of a human being for whatever reason Bible says it is sin it is sinful thing to do it is sin one hand we talked about the protection that God gives because the days are counted for a child of God. One side we see people perishing. And one side we see we are, we are just spared. Because we are, not, we are not somebody great. But we are precious in the sight of God. That's what scripture says. Now being all this talked. We, being all this said. Now I came across this beautiful illustration. That may help us this evening. Now would you really consider in this situation. Again, we are going to talk about abortion. Would you really consider an abortion in any of these circumstances that I am going to tell? Would you really 
think about you know getting the child aborted number one a preacher and his wife were living in extreme poverty listen to me they had 14 children how many children 14 children and she was pregnant again they were living in extreme poverty they already had 14 children and she was pregnant again would you really consider an abortion in such situation if they would have considered abortion in that situation they would have killed John Wesley they would have killed John Wesley a mother she had TB all along her life and the father who was going through terrible breathing condition he could never come out of it the family had four children already and one child has TB had TB and two other child children they were deaf and the fourth one was blind now there is another baby would you consider abortion at that moment if they would have aborted that baby they would have killed Beethoven they would have killed Beethoven a 13 year old girl a black girl was raped by a white man if they had aborted that baby they would have killed Ethel Waters black American gospel singer your eyes on the sparrow there are many songs written by her sung by her mighty woman of God the end of her life a teenage girl became pregnant but not by her fiance and his fiance was very upset if they would have aborted that baby they would have killed Jesus of Nazareth we are talking about value of human life we're talking about God has a purpose in every one of our lives we were not prematurely aborted we were not we, we were not dead in our when mother gave birth to us we are alive today just only because God has a purpose and only he can have a purpose in our lives some say some say some says in Psalm 27 1 Lord you are my light you are my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is strength, my strength of my life whom shall I be afraid you know when we listen to such natural disasters and calamities and various activities that are raising against human mankind human human and mankind you know, there is no reason we need to get afraid because we know the reason why we are alive and the way kind of you know the, the, the kind the kind of protection that we have under the hands of God there is no reason why we need to be afraid we need to be rejoicing because we are precious in the sight of God that doesn't mean that someone else is not precious but what it means is we are precious in the sight of God Psalm 121 verses 7 and 8 scripture says the Lord shall preserve you from all evil he shall preserve your soul the Lord shall preserve your going out 
and you are coming in from this time forth and evermore. The more we put our trust in God, we will have rest. We will have peace. We will have peace. I was just reading the, I don't know, you would have read that, young couple, not couple, they were just, uh, uh, you know, about to get married from Italy. They were in that huge building, the, the, the building that burned in London last week. And they knew that their death is on the way. They were on phone with all their relatives, thanking everybody for what they have done to their life. And there is no way they could escape. They, know that they knew that their death is about to come. And they were on phone until their last breath, thanking and blessing people. And mom was on the other side, that, that, that girl's mom. And she was just listening to their cry and the last breath that they took. We're talking about human life being precious. And we have questions, but we have an answer if we trust in God. Because God says in Psalm 91.3, Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. You and I are delivered many times in our lives. That's the reason we are alive. And from the perilous pestilence. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, because God has commanded his angels to bear you up in their hands. And they are protecting you, they keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You know, that's the assurance that you and I need to have in God. That's the assurance that we need to teach our children. Not to get afraid of what is happening in this world, but to put our trust in God. Lord, I know, I know. Many missionaries, they carry the gospel into the jungle, into the unknown places. And what is that assurance? The assurance is only the word of God. They trust. And finally, human life has eternal value. It's a beautiful scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 11. Solomon says, He has made, God has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, He has put eternity in their hearts. Why we talk about eternity? Why we have a hope that even if we die, we will rise again? What is that assurance that we have? Simply because God has put eternity in our hearts. God has put eternity in our hearts. And he says also he has put eternity in their hearts. Except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. God has continued to work in our lives. Since the moment we are born, until we die. And God is working in our lives. And we know that God's work in our lives, God's hand is upon our lives. Because God has put eternity in our hearts. John 3.16, the well-known scripture. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life. We are talking about the value of human value of human is much more precious than rubies and silver and whatever we can consider as valuable on this earth because nothing has eternity 
only human only man and women they have eternity in their lives romans 6:23 scripture says the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus and scripture says very clearly that eternity can be found only in christ jesus this evening there is a reason why we have that assurance in god we know that we are so precious in the sight of god we know the reason why we are kept alive because god has a purpose in our lives and we know that we are so precious and we know that you know nothing else can happen without the knowledge of god in our lives and god has appointed a time for everybody for all of us for our parents for our children our children's children everyone is under this in the sight of god and there is no reason why we need to fret there is no reason you know why we need to be afraid and why we need to be confused when we hear such things in our lives god is speaking to us god is telling us my son my daughter i know i know if i am not i would not have been with you if i was not with you you know probably you are just gone already from this world the only reason you are alive i am with you i am caring for you shall we close our eyes